0: have this athlete and everyone thinks about feeding him for the event, but it's even more important to feed him so he recovers from the
1: event. Hey guys, welcome back to Riding to Excellence, the Energy Equine podcast. Riding to Excellence is brought to you by Energy Equine, a leading edge veterinary clinic with a primary focus in equine sports medicine in Airdrie, Alberta. I'm your host for today. My name is Louisa and I'm the social media manager at Energy Equine. And for this episode, we get to sit down with Dr. Stephen Duren, a top equine nutritionist that joins us for all the way from Soda Springs, Idaho. We have a great chat with Dr. Durin on this episode. We chat about equine nutrition, touch on supplementing the performance horse, how and why you should, as well as on forage and basic health principles around equine nutrition. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We've had so much fun with this. Uh, Please subscribe so you never miss a new episode and rate and review us on your podcast app of choice. I believe we're on all major platforms now. Google Play, Apple Podcasts, the podcast app, Spotify, SoundCloud. And if there are any platforms that we are not on that you like to listen to, please let us know and we'll get it up there as well. Follow us on social media on Facebook and Instagram at Energy Equine. And if you have any great topics you want us to cover on the podcast, be sure to send us a DM. This podcast is brand new. Like I said, we're having a ton of fun with it, and we'd love to get some feedback from our listeners and see kind of what you guys want to hear in the next couple episodes. All right, let's get started. All right, guys, this is episode three of Riding to Excellence, the Energy Equine Podcast. We are here with Dr. Stephen Duran, who we brought in for our nutrition talk that was sponsored by Core Balance, November 10th on the Saturday. It was a great event, and we just wanted to sit down with Dr. Duran and bring you some content that you could kind of listen to if you weren't able to make the event. So hi, Dr. Duran. how are you?
0: Good. Thanks for having me.
1: So I guess we'll just start right off with a little bit about who you are. What's your background? How did you get into equine nutrition?
0: Well, I was uh, raised in Idaho, raised on a ranch. So uh, horses we used pretty much like bicycles, (laughs) had them all the time and always had access to good horses. Uh, I knew I had a strong interest in horses and my father was the state horse specialist with the University of Idaho. Uh, So for the state of Idaho, he was the horse specialist. So that led me to go to college, uh, went to the University of Idaho and did an animal science degree. Uh, wanted to continue my education specifically with with horses. Uh, wasn't interested in the in the veterinary medicine because I was afraid that I'd have to work on cats and dogs, and I really just wanted to work on horses. So, in instead of, of uh, applying to vet school or going to vet school, I went to graduate school, the University of Kentucky, and I got a master's degree in equine nutrition and exercise physiology, and then a. PhD or a doctorate in the same equine nutrition and exercise physiology, both at the University of Kentucky.
1: Mm-hmm. And Kentucky is definitely a hot spot for learning and equine medicine.
0: Yeah, er- er- every. Everything revolves in and around Kentucky. They've, they've certainly known as the, the thoroughbred capital of the world. They've got lots of good standard bred horses. They've got lots of good gated horses, uh, Morgan horses, quarter horses. They just have lots and lots of things come through Lexington. So as far as an education, it gave us a tremendous opportunity to, to be immersed in good quality horses.
1: Mm-hmm. And so then from there, obviously the physiology, exercise physiology and nutrition Really went hand-in-hand with competitive horses, and you were in Kentucky surrounded by them. So then where did your professional career take you after school?
0: Um, After graduate school, I went to work for a feed manufacturer in central Kentucky, right there in Lexington. And they manufactured strictly horse feed. No cattle feed, no chicken feed, nothing but but horse feed. And then, you know, our our clients, you know, I hate to date myself, but the the clients that we had were horses like Seattle Slough and Secretariat that I saw on a weekly basis that that i design diets for and uh, put together nutrition programs for mares and foals. So that was the beginning of, of my professional experience was a feed manufacturer right in central Kentucky.
1: That's awesome. So how has diets evolved from those, not to date you, but those early days of Seattle Slew on the racetrack to now? Has there been a lot of evolution in how we feed horses or has it really stayed the same?
0: No, absolutely, it's changed. Uh, first of all, nutritionally, we we know a lot more about horses than than we did before. We continue to, to learn, but the 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 adage that you feed a horse hay and oats mm-hmm. uh, was very much alive uh, back then, and the thought of providing them then with a fortified diet with vitamins and minerals and how it increased immune response and how it increased reproductive success and and ultimately performance that was all kind of in the new at that particular time mm-hmm. so it was it was exciting and it, it continues to evolve people often think that a a bag of, of horse feed is the, is the same as it was 20 years ago or 30 years ago the the net weight or the number of kilos in the bag is the same, but the technology is very, very different today than it was even even ten years ago.
1: Wow! So it's a really rapidly evolving kind of science, and
0: well, probably not as rapidly as podcasts, but <laughs> but yes, good one, Doctor Duran. <laughs> but yes, we, we continue to to make strides and and do things that uh, ultimately make horses better, make them last longer, make them uh, stay sound longer, uh, live longer, those sorts of things. Uh, We can make them run faster and jump higher. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's highly frowned upon with regulatory committees. Mm -hmm. Uh, We absolutely know we can do that, but now the focus is not that, but instead to keep them healthy, to have them recover faster so that you can go to another show quicker or you can perform again quicker. So that's a mm-hmm. focus now.
1: I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, but we talk a lot about recovery in the clinic ourselves. And so... What are the aspects of nutrition that you see um, that aid in a bit in recovery for performance horses?
0: Well, first of all, you need to remember that when a horse performs uh, a forced activity or, or an exercise or a competition, they burn nutrients. Uh, certainly they, they burn muscle sugar, glycogen, liver glycogen as, as well. That's a primary one. Uh, if they, are, if they don't have adequate stores of those, they'll also metabolize and break down protein. Uh, bone is constantly turning over as well. So you have this athlete, and everyone thinks about feeding him for the event, but it's even more important to feed him so he recovers from the event. So a diet that's properly fortified, that, that has those nutrients, that has those uh, nutrients added at the proper time. After exercise is very important and actually speeds recovery of those horses.
1: Mm -hmm. So then, kind of going back to your professional career, you've now formed Performance Horse Nutrition LLC. You consult with feed manufacturers and horse owners throughout the world. So talk a little bit about that. What does the average day in your life look like?
0: Uh, Yeah. So. As a consulting nutritionist, that means that I don't work for a single company. I work for feed manufacturers in designing feeds. I work for supplement manufacturers in designing uh, supplements. And then I work a big portion of my time is with individual horse owners, uh, large breeding farms, large racing stables. So it's really taking the the science of nutrition down to the practical level and how can we integrate that on a practical level get the horses to do what we need them to do nutritionally to recover nutritionally so that's my day day in day mm-hmm. out is is designing diets designing supplements designing feeding programs to uh, take the, the science, what we know scientifically from the lab, and actually be able to translate that into uh, how many kilos of feed or how many dippers of feed or or uh, I guess the Canadian version, you know, how many Timmy Horton cups <laughs> do I have to feed of this particular product to get what I'm supposed to do. So it's taking that science and then it, it evolving that back, if you will, or molding that back to daily feeding programs for horses.
1: Mm-hmm. And so for Energy Equine, Core Balance actually was great enough to sponsor this talk and bring you in. And I know you've consulted with Core Balance on their line of products. So maybe just touch a little bit about that supplement and kind of why you see it as a superior supplement in the equine world.
0: Yeah. F- first of all, the and, and what we've talked about this in, in the seminar. So if you we're at the seminar and heard this before, but but supplements are designed to add small amounts of very specific nutrients. They will not replace water. They will not replace all the protein. They will not replace all the calories or all the vitamins and minerals. They're meant to supplement the horse with those uh, for a horse that may be deficient. Feeding excess supplement to a horse that's not deficient in those nutrients will not help you. In fact, it can actually hurt you because some of those can be toxic. So in, in designing a supplement, in designing the the, the core balance supplements and, and other supplements that I've worked for, you've got to have a very firm understanding of what the intent of that supplement is. And then understand the science behind that. What nutrients are important and what amounts are important. And then being able to put together a product that has those those formed intent and nutrition to support that and put that into a product uh and and there there's certainly a, a lot of good supplements that are are capable of doing that there's also some that that i guess i'd classify as horrific mm-hmm. uh very poorly thought out uh with with no science or or very little science or worse something taken from human nutrition that they think will Instantly cross over into to equine or horse nutrition. That's just not correct. So, um, the the basis for any good supplement, any good supplements, there's got to be some science behind it. You've got to uh, go at it with trying to solve a problem, read the science, and then deliver the nutrients in an absorbable, practical way for that horse.
1: Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of us, you know, we see dressage to jumping to cutting to barrel racing. Those are all different and similar sports in many ways for the equine athlete. And I think nutrition can be really confusing. So are you, are you formulating diets for performance specific horses or is there a diet that you think is a great supplementary diet for all horses in the performance horse world?
0: Well, first of all, nutrition, absolutely for any performance horse, if you ask and you figure out what they're doing, all performance horses share in the fact that muscle contraction, Fuels performance. Mm-hmm. In other words, they have to contract and relax muscles to to move the leg to propel the animal across the ground. So, in the case of an endurance horse, you know they they may go a tremendous distance and go for twenty four hours. Compare that to a race horse or a barrel racing horse that goes a very short distance, but in a much faster. So it's still based on muscle contraction, but the different fiber types and the different dietary aspects are very different depending on what type of horse that you're actually feeding. So, yes, there there are performance driven diets, depending on what type of activity that you're doing and which nutrients are most important for that activity or required in the highest amount. So yes, I feed an endurance horse differently than I feed a barrel racing horse or a dressage horse.
1: But so the baseline is still there due to that muscle contraction. So what is your kind of like, when someone comes to you, they want an all around diet for their horse, what are some of the tips that you give them for what they should be feeding? Obviously, forage would be a great start.
0: Exactly. I mean, we're talking here about supplements and and I spend a lot of time talking about grain concentrates. But if you think about it, with the exception of water, the most important criteria in the diet is the forage component, whether it's hay or, or pasture. And that is critical. And feeding enough of that is critical to the to the health and the longevity of the animal we get very hung up on which supplement we're gonna feed or which grain we're gonna feed and if our forage program is not adequate it puts more pressure on the grain portion of the diet or the supplement portion of the diet to try to make up for us not feeding properly so the, the first tip and the first thing I always do with a performance horse is we first look into the forage component of the diet and make sure that we're providing good quality forage and enough of that good quality forage
1: yeah that base like building block so what questions as we kind of wrap up the podcast what questions are you most often asked in lectures
0: uh i actually wrote a book on this uh Ironically, because I do th- lots of these lectures and then I always sit on the plane on the way home and I, I think of all the, the strange questions that I have and I started writing them down. Mm-hmm. And so I got a book called The 101 Most Frequently Asked Horse Nutrition Questions. I would have brought that to Canada, but they would have seized it at the border and tried to trade me marijuana for it or <laughs> something. But
1: but you can probably get it on Amazon, I'm y- sure. Y- yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. yeah or performancehorsenutrition.com so you'll do that one exactly so you can get the you can get the book but probably the the question that I get all the time is I have a thin performance horse what should I do and of course you know you you address is there a medical issue that that is caused that uh go through some of those sorts of things but from a a strict nutrition standpoint I have a thin horse what should I do feed it <laughs> um, you know people oftentimes will will confuse training they'll they'll starve horses to submission rather than train horses and so I get I get that thin horse question all the all the time
1: yeah. So what is your best tip for a thin horse if it's just nutrition-based? Just feed it. And is that forage or is that?
0: Absolutely. you got to start with the forage. Mm-hmm. So first of all, for a horse that's thin, you you need to make sure that it's getting free access to forage. It has forage in front of it all the time. But then it has to be good quality forage. So that forage needs to be analyzed. So oftentimes just changing the forage source from a... a a, a very mature grass hay to a younger grass hay that's got more energy or more calorie component to it. Uh, adding a bit of alfalfa to it. Not a full alfalfa diet, but just boosting the, the calorie content with alfalfa hay. So some modifications with the, the forage. Um, selecting a, a grain concentrate, one with a higher fat content. Um, what do, what do you call those little Hortons, those donut hole things? Oh, Timbits. Timbits, <laughs> So if you eat Timbits, I you was do not that,
1: sure where you were going with that.
0: <laughs> and you eat those on a daily basis, what happens? Your hair gets very shiny and then you start to gain weight. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's oil in them.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So uh, adding some oil or adding a, a, a feed with more fat in it will boost the calorie content. So there's lots of different things. Then if the the horse happens to be deficient, he's not getting enough quality protein you know, there's supplements that will add amino acids and things like that as well. So start with the the easiest and then work in a progression towards the, the more difficult or the more complicated.
1: Mm-hmm. We have a lot of clients that are snowbirds that head to Arizona and Texas for the winter. So on that note, You know we hear a lot alfalfa makes a horse hot and in those areas a lot of times there there's poor quality grass and then they're feeding strictly alfalfa and they're coming off blend diets here in canada so as a nutritionist what would you recommend for someone that's traveling to an area with very different hay
0: first realize just exactly that Mm -hmm. that it's going to be different um because they won't have the same prairie grasses in in arizona or texas that you would have here uh They have a warm season grass called coastal Bermuda grass, which for our horses that are lucky enough to live in Canada or the northern United States, they eat far better grass than that. So they'll get down there and they'll put that grass hay in front of them they won't want to eat. And then you start trickling in more and more alfalfa because it's very palatable. Alfalfa has a higher calorie content per pound or per kilo than grass hay every single time. And how do we feed hay to horses? Do we feed by weight? I would like to think that we do, but let's not be naive. Mm -hmm. How do people feed horses? Flakes. Flake. Have you ever seen the size of a Texas bale? Mm -hmm. So the flake's even bigger. So then you've added alfalfa, which has more calories. Then your flake is bigger. Okay. It's no wonder you say these horses will get high or will become hyper from eating alfalfa when it's more of just a calorie in. Yeah. function rather than the hay doing anything magical.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's kind of an old wives' tale that's come from some pretty basic nutrition concepts.
0: Exactly. I mean, there are many horses that that eat straight alfalfa diets and, and do very well. There's, very, there's horses that eat mixed diets and, and straight grass diets. So I guess rather than say an ingredient is good or bad, what does it bring to the table? What can I use or what benefits does it have? And what do I need to add to complement it? And mm-hmm. then you come with a balanced diet, and then the horse can perform.
1: So, in your bio, interestingly enough, it says that you've owned horses your entire life, uh, and that you've owned competitive horses. So, what does Dr. Stephen Duran do? What, what do you, what are you passionate about in the equine world personally?
0: I've, I've been the gamut as far as competition. Uh, I think it may be because of my attitude, the kind of can-do attitude. How tough could this be? So, growing up, uh, you know, we started with the the ranch horses. So every kid that grew up on a ranch thought he could be a professional team roper so I spent a lot of time doing that aspect of, of horses and then uh, when I went to graduate school I got more into the English side of things and to actually pay for my wife's wedding ring I galloped racehorses which is totally different than team roping because those horses only turn left and have no woe to them at all so that was very different then I got into fox hunting for a while which was probably the funnest thing I ever did Uh, gallop polo horses Uh, now I've kind of evolved back Uh, we own a ranch now and so they're back to ranch horses but I don't think that I have to be a team roper I just chase my own cows
1: so I'm sure this is a redundant question, but what does a nutrition expert feed his ranch horses? What do you feed at home?
0: Uh, actually, it's uh, <laughs> we have a, a feed manufacturer in the western United States that I formulate the feeds for that happens to sell them in my area so I can actually use <laughs> a product that, that I formulated. So. Then some of the horses get used quite a bit, so they would be on a typical fortified grain concentrate. They they eat a, a mixed hay and alfalfa hay and a grass hay, I grow it. They they're not mixed in the bale. I have pure grass hay and pure alfalfa hay and I titrate out what I wanna feed. Uh, In the summer, they would eat a a normal grain concentrate. In the winter, they become kind of pasture ornaments. And so then they just eat what we call a balancer, a low intake protein, vitamin, mineral that just complements the hay.
1: Awesome. Well, we'll wrap this up, Dr. Dern. Uh, We're very thankful that you were able to come in and do this talk at Energy Equine and that we were able to kind of steal you for the podcast as well. I loved all the Canadiana references. You're very good that way. Um, So yeah, I guess we'll wrap it up. Uh, And then if anyone wants to purchase your books or learn more about what you do, how do they find you?
0: Yes, it's at uh, performancehorsenutrition.com. Perfect. And you can get them right there. And paypal and all that modern technology
1: yeah so even canadians can buy it across the border
0: absolutely
1: (laughs) perfect thanks so much for being on the podcast we really appreciate it thanks
0: for having me